It's time for the Everybody Counts podcast. We're back. We're talking about Bosch, season six, episode seven, Hard Feelings. Jay, you and I never have hard feelings. I mean, really, we don't. No, except for you wearing a hat that I should Um, have, and I don't, so I might have some hard feelings. Okay. I I thought we had a good track record. Okay. Sure. Anyway, this episode was written by Jeffrey Fiskin and directed by Hagar Ben-Asher. And let's get to our case review, because we're going to have several segments. Case review, interrogation room, persons of interest, evidence locker, our tip line, and maybe some trivia. We'll see how things go. Love it. Yeah. All right. So this episode, you know, it's setting up a lot of things for the the rest of the season, I believe. Yeah. And uh, a lot of people meeting with folks, sometimes getting some information, sometimes looking for some information. But we start out with a, a very emotional scene. We have a toast to Ryan Rogers at Bordner's. Everyone's gathered to say goodbye to their old detective friend. Yeah. And this guy has a lot of rich history. You know, he's known a lot of people, had a lot of cases, and so a lot of people were very fond of him and gathered here to say goodbye. And it's our guy, Mank, that is doing the toast to Ryan. And, you know, he starts off pretty funny, but um, by the end, it almost looks like Mank is going to shed a tear. You know, it's, it's, he packs a lot into that toast, you know, you you have all the fun and the memories, but then you're like, oh, you know, it it hurts too. This, this friend of theirs is gone. So they're gathered for that and everything seems to be going well. And, you know, Melissa, his daughter is there. She's thankful that so many people have showed up. The chief has shown up. But then, then Jay, we learned that she's got sort of a chip on her shoulder and and maybe for good reason. Do you want to talk about that? Just a little. Just a little. Things got to take a turn. Yeah, he, Chief comes over to be nice and say a few words, and uh, she pretty much tells him how, I don't know, the second half of his life is the worst ever, thanks to him. Mm-hmm. Moving divisions, putting him overnight. And he tries to, he tries to, I don't know, quell that a little bit and be like, hey, you yeah. should know. And no, nah, it didn't matter. It didn't matter. Yeah. So it was, uh, that hurt a little bit. Yeah, yeah. He He claimed that he did not, you know, make him do the the late show the graveyard shift but i don't think whatever he said she was going to really believe it at that point you know she's grieving and everything and she had it set in her mind so yeah. but then she has a special request for barrel yeah so that's not weird he, at all he, yeah yeah what's up with that you have a package from your dad's uh, safe deposit box and there's a cassette tape in it so who better than barrel to still have a cassette player right <laughs> right I think I probably have one in my garage. No, not me. I think I have an old Walkman, like an old Sony Walkman. Wow. Yeah. So, yeah, I must be a hoarder. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't want to be the one to say it. So, yeah. But, or someone in my family is. But yeah, I think we could play that cassette tape. So yes, he has one. She does not. She wants him to listen to it. What's on this tape? You know, what did my dad want to save? So she sends that on with him and he promises to take a look at it. So he does take a look at it one night. And there's an interview on there. Yeah. You do hear her dad's voice. Ryan Rogers is the detective. He's interrogating Justin. His nickname is Beto Frank. And he's a cadet in the police academy. We gather that. And at some point, Rogers refers to him as ex-cadet. So, we, you know, we know something has gone wrong. And we learned in the interview that Justin has been on a kind of like a ride along with, with some gang members, like three other guys. He said they were, you know, longtime friends or old friends or something. And he was just riding with them. He didn't know that they were going to be a drive-by shooting. So that combined with a cadet at the police academy, not good. 
not good. So Rogers is just hot. You know, he's calling him ex-cadet. And, you know, this is, stuff is going down. This guy made a big, big mistake. And then all of a sudden, a captain walks in with a familiar voice, Captain Irving. So this is back in his captain days. And he comes in and tells him to turn off the interview, stop the interview, to end it. And, you know, Beryl's like, come on, you know, did this really just stop? And he fast forwards, nothing else there. I didn't it hear ended. nothing. I didn't hear nothing. So, did you... I don't know you... what you're talking about. Nope. <laughs> I don't know anything. Irving for mayor. Irving, Irving for, for mayor. mayor. I know. But let me ask you, Jay. Yeah. Did you put together that this guy, Beto Frank, was related to the guy in at the wedding? Chief Irving and not, June's wedding. Not until afterwards. Not until yeah, afterwards. putting it all together. Yeah, so Bill Frank was Irving's rabbi in the department. And yes, you know... Irving has had an illustrious career. He has moved up, you know, well, and, you know, done a lot in his career lifetime. You know, he's made it to, you know, a significant position. Did this have anything to do with it? I don't know. But it, it raises your eyebrows. It doesn't you know. raise mine. I didn't hear anything. <laughs> You're in complete denial. I am. So, so yeah, this kind of catches Beryl off guard. We, what's he going to do? What's he going to do? So he goes to his friend, Crate, you know, his bud, his confidant, tells him about it. And Crate knew right away who Beto Frank's father mm -hmm. was. He, you know, he knew yeah. the 411. And he tells him about the interview and how it was cut short. And, you know, basically they come to the conclusion that they're screwed. You know, whatever they do is, you know, could be bad. So some of the options that they go through, however, you know, Crate says to pretend that the tape got eaten, ruined, you know, That's while what he's I playing done. it. <laughs> so That's that exactly was... what I would have done. <laughs> That was his first suggestion. And Beryl's like, no, I can't do that. And, you know, they look, he's looked at Irving's career. He's looked at Justin Frank's career. And, and they talk about how Justin Frank has been a very commendable officer, like has an yeah. excellent career. You know, this, this is not a guy who made the same mistake again. So thankful, you know, thankfully that is the case. That would really be a problem if he, you know, turned out to, to have a lot of problems. So he has this, you know, exemplary career. So Beryl's kind of leaning on that, you know, well, he's been a good officer and, you know, but, you know, Irving sure did, you know, move up there kind of fast at that time. And Crate points out, and I think I agree, Chief Irving would have gotten to the position he is either way. Did he get a little help at that time? Maybe, nah, likely. He's a, he's a pro. We don't have to worry he, well, about it. I mean, yeah, he is a pro. So that's why I think I agree that, yes, eventually he would be where he is today. You can't go back and see if, you know, that, you know, if Bill Frank, his rabbi, you know, who's got his back looking after his career in the department, did he sort of grease the wheels? You know, we, we won't be able to say for sure at this time. So they're just kind of left at that. There's no solution. You know, he doesn't want to tell, Beryl doesn't want to tell Melissa that the tape is ruined. And so we don't know at that point what he's going to say to him. But he has met with Justin Frank and it kind of goes along with some of the things we've just said. You know, they talk about his career. He commends him on a gang truce recently. Yeah. And he's, you know, but he probes. He's like, what were you thinking? And he's like, I thought we were going to a party, you know, and Beryl's suspect, you know, about that. There are a lot of suspect things about it. But, but the point, I think, from that meeting was he did not have a really good excuse. He has had a good career. And he explained how grateful he is to Irving for making that decision. You know, he wouldn't say whether he thought his dad had been involved. You know, right. He's not going to go there. But he right. does say he's very grateful for the decision that Irving made and that he's tried to honor that decision every day, you know, as he does his job to not mess that up, you know, that faith that he put in him. So any thoughts from you there on that? I think we should just let it go. Burn the tape and move on. <laughs> Burn the tape. Burning. Yeah. There's another option. Fire. Right. Right. So, 
I mean, really, <laughs> listen, this guy, so this guy made a mistake early on. Who mm-hmm. hasn't made a mistake in their life? Okay, and mm-hmm. I realize it's with some gangbangers. All right, that's probably not a great mistake to have made. Yeah. However, it is a mistake. He's more than made up from it, from what we can gather. Let's just move on. He'd okay. Well, let's move on in the podcast, too. How about that? Also, we should point out, too, this is our first podcast. We're also broadcasting live on Facebook yes. in the in the Bosch pit, which is yeah. pretty cool, too. So what's up? We are in the pit. Yeah. We're That's down in the cool. pit. So, yeah. yeah, I'm excited about right. that. Sorry. Go ahead. No, good stuff. So let's move on. Any updates we have on the, the Stanley Kent murder case? You know, last episode, J. Edgar and Harry recovered some excellent intel. They found that sound car recording in the chapstick and they've booked that into evidence and that's just you know pretty blatant but the problem is you know harry's even a little worried he's talking to the da the dda sorry kennedy he's like could get this could this get kicked out you know if they talk about conspiracy uh supersedes consent but you know he still has that concern that it it could be thrown out i mean because it really does shine a light on what mm-hmm. Alicia did and what their planning was. Sure. Jerry and Jerry and Harry, they also talked to Chief Irving and they update him a little bit about the audio and what their plans are to do. And he takes a moment to, re- to remind them that Craver's mo- murder is still unsolved. So we're reminded that that's still on the table. And Jerry's like, yes, definitely. We need to look at all leads and you know get that solved. But a very interesting scene is when Chandler walks in sashays in very businesslike and explains that she they're ready to accept the plea deal and they pull that right out from under her yeah not so, so fast Chandler. Yeah. <laughs> Ha-ha, we got exactly. something for you yeah that is no longer on the table and and she you know you don't catch honey off guard that much she's got a great game face but you could tell yeah just like what and then she hears that tape they play some for and said you know we've got this audio that or at least they tell her that we've got this audio that has alicia basically planning his murder so yeah that is a a big big surprise for her now of course when alicia meets with honey later she's you know she just thinks she's above everything right jay she's a scumbag yes that's what she is yes i'm sorry but no and she starts quoting laws you know in california right. you know yeah. you have to consent and i did not consent to be recorded me, blah, blah, blah. it must be altered he must have yeah. altered the tape you know he took a lot of time and put my voice in there and yeah. all this stuff and she's just She's just so full of herself. I mean, we've just seen that over and over the last few episodes since she's been caught. I'd like her to eat some cesium. That's what I would like. Eat some what? Cesium. Oh, cesium. I thought you said seasoning. I was like, well, what, are you going to make it really spicy or something? Yeah. Yeah. Here, have a little paprika. (laughs) (laughs) She's just, she's not right either. I mean, someone who does that, that's that's not right. And it's it's almost like, Yeah. yeah, she's just, yeah. I, I could go on and on, but that that's, you know, very bothersome to hear her just, again, she thinks she's above the law. Yeah, so yeah. Uh, we also see Maddie kind of come in when they're talking and put some papers down, which kind of interrupts. And then of course, Alicia goes on with her way. And eventually in this episode, Maddie decides to, to leave the internship with honey. So she talks to Antonio, the new boyfriend, Jay. We're writing him out of the script. I don't know if people know this yet or not, but we're going to write him out of the script. I think that's too late. I think that's no, too it's late. never too late. It's okay. Too late. All right. But yes, they have a talk and you know, and a walk with Coltrane, she and Antonio, and she tells him basically what happened last summer and how she gave that information on the down low, illegally, unethically, whatever you want to call it, to Honey. And now that her dad and, and she are on opposite sides, it just makes it even more awkward 
and she yeah. just doesn't feel like she should be there, doesn't want to be there. So she gives her notice later in the episode to Honey, and Honey's great about it, and she's like, definitely come back. You know, I understand, you know, but it you know doesn't phase her as far as what she thinks of Maddie and her skills. She'd love yeah. to have her back. So she's like, okay, I'll think about it. And the interesting thing is that, to me, when Maddie talks to her dad about it, towards the end of the episode, they start arguing again. Or he, she kind of diffuses it and says she's going to go to bed, which, you know. Diffuses it? She was downright <laughs> nasty. What are you talking about? I mean, she shuts it down by saying she's oh going to go to bed. Oh, my God. That's goodness. a better... She, re, she refuses to engage. Her dad doesn't agree. Oh. They're disagreeing. She doesn't want to argue. Should they? Should, sticking up for um, I didn't say I was sticking up. I said she puts an end to the conversation by going to bed. Is it the right thing to do? That's what I was going to ask you, Jay. Should she have done that or should she have continued no, she with her dad? she started it. She should have finished it. Okay. I'm okay. down with that. You don't, I'm down with that. Your dad is nothing but there for you, <laughs> doing everything that he can for you. You keep bringing around these terrible boyfriends. You work for Honey Chandler, of all people. Yeah, you yeah. Stay there for the discussion. I, I do have to say, in all honesty, I was a little disappointed that she just said, we'll, we'll just have to talk about this later. You know, right. I thought that was a bit much mm-hmm. for the daughter-father relationship, yeah, you know. I, I, she could have at least said, Dad, I know we're not agreeing. I know we're, you know, can we, t- can we talk about this tomorrow? That's what I would have preferred to see. And I know that's probably nitpicking to a lot of people as far as the story, but that could have just changed the tone quite a bit. Hey, Dad. We're not going to solve this tonight. I know we're not agreeing. Can we just talk about it later? I would have liked that better. But, you know, okay. So, Craver, yes. Craver, Craver. There's a lot of stuff about Craver and Charlie Dax this episode. Yeah. Are they going to get to the bottom of this Craver thing? And you know what's interesting? And I've seen some people kind of allude to this on social media and different formats. That, you know, we really didn't get a chance to know Craver. So, it's... We're not, not that we don't care that he died, but we're not really invested in him, but we just sure. keep coming back to him. Yeah. And have you noticed, Jay, on our site, we've had a lot of searches about Craver, who is Craver, trying to put yeah, it together. Because here's this guy that's dead and there's a whole bunch of stuff going on with it. Yeah. And we just kind of know his name. That's right. His name keeps it. coming up. And, but we're, we have to kind of stop and think. You have to watch really carefully. Oh, who was that guy? Oh, yeah. He was in that episode and he said something to Heather and then they found him dead. But we keep circling back to him. And that's definitely what we do this episode. But I think, Jay, before yes. the end of the episode, we're going to get to the bottom of it with Craver. I think so too. I have a good feeling um, about this. But for most of the episode, things are just pointing at Charlie Dax. So they, you know, they had this photo of um, Maxwell. I get, I get confused with Maxwell because his, to me, his first name and his last name are like both last names. So it's like Clifford <laughs> Maxwell. Wait a minute. Is it, which one am I talking about? I guess yeah. Cliff, you know, yeah. that is more of yeah. a, but I'm like, which one is his last name? So Maxwell sent that photo to someone of him talking to Craver and like kind of needling them, you know, outing him basically and they don't know who he sent it to they they look at the the phone the number of the burner phone and that phone and they're able to track you know where that phone has been it's all been around charlie dax's house his work his wife's work so again shining a light on charlie dax did he send that was that phone to the one that he sent it to was that charlie's looks like it then they even get a, a bullet findings back whatever was on the bullet that killed craver and that had insecticide on it that they use where he works at the landscaping place. Wait a second. You can't you can't get off with just calling it insecticide. I need the actual term. No, 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 no. <laughs> no, that's not gonna happen. Chicken. <laughs> I wish that would be good trivia. But yeah, I do yeah. not yeah. That was funny though when when he when Harry said the big name like impressing Jerry. 
Yeah, kind right, of funny. Right. But I do not recall that that big name. So they have that, you know, kind of pointing at him. And then they go to visit him because Bill says, hey, he's got a gun missing in his inventory between yep. when we took it before, you know, years ago or whenever before. And now after all these incidents, there's a gun missing. So they go and visit him. They're looking through the safe. He has a couple of them, at least in his garage. And sure enough, there's a gun missing, a type of gun that matches the type of gun used in the Craver shooting. So figure. he's figure. guilty. I know. He's guilty. <laughs> So that doesn't look good. And they asked him about the photo. And he's like, yeah, I received the photo. I just thought it was a joke. He said, now it did unnerve me when I saw that guy, Maxwell, you know, when you guys arrested me, you know, that was kind of unnerving. But he's like, I just, I deleted it. Once I saw him, you know, I just deleted it. Well, okay. And then he says that Maxwell was there sort of supervising the inventory at his house. So that almost kind of gives you a thought, did did Maxwell take the gun? You know, did he take it to make him look guilty or did he, I guess he didn't take it to kill him because it had already happened. So I guess it's more of a the idea that it would point to Charlie or, or he could have taken it long before the inventory. You know, we don't know when it went missing exactly. So that just raises a couple questions. So we're back and forth, back and forth. We also, oh, the pizza. They've also got, they've got all these tests running. Tests on the bullet, tests right. on pizza, yeah. tests on Craver's shirt. So um, we don't can, have those can results I, can back. Can I just yeah. say, this is why you eat the crust? This <laughs> yeah. is exactly why you eat the crust. This is why you eat the crust. Yeah, yeah. Don't you leave anything caught. behind. You get caught. Don't yep. leave anything behind. That was a cute scene when they're talking about the phone and they're like, we've got to, this is around, always around Charlie, so we need some DNA from this guy. And Beryl pops up from his cube, like a little groundhog. (laughs) He wants a job. Now, what do you think that's about? Do you think that Beryl just wants to get, you know, he's doing caps. He's still doing caps. Do you think he's just looking for any opportunity to get out and do more? Yeah, yeah, that's how I took it. Plus plus then even, okay, so you're going to grab some pizza from some dude. That's not really like some huge job. However, it makes you part of this investigation. Exactly. And an integral part of this investigation. Sure, sure. Yeah, it's an important job. And, and Harry can't do it. Charlie knows Harry. They right. got to find someone who's never right. seen him right. um, or doesn't know him. So, yeah, he's the pizza police. He goes, and after Charlie's there talking to one of the guys, I think we've seen him in the episode before, coming to the bar with Charlie. And Charlie's warning him, like, this stuff's going on. We got to get away from all this. And the guy's like, no, we've invested so much. And he's like, no, I'm telling you, we need to, you know, back out. And they do. They back out of the restaurant and leave their pizza crust behind. Barrel snags it from each plate so that they can test both of them just in case, bags them up and gets in the car with Harry. And those are sent off with Reese to be tested by the FBI. And that's when we get an interaction with Harry and Reese about how she's doing. Because, you know, she just had to kill her partner. So, and as you would imagine, she's not doing so great. You know, she's still really affected by it. And now it looks like her career is going to be affected by it. She says, you know, she's going to be riding a desk probably for the rest of her career. Sucks. Sucks. Yeah. And, and Harry tries to, you know, be optimistic. Oh, no, you know, they're not that, you know, they're smarter than that. Yeah. But she's not buying it. So they have that interaction. By the end of the episode, we get the pizza DNA back. No, no. We, I don't know if we get that back. We get the Craver shirt DNA. That's what I'm yeah. telling you. There's so much stuff, yeah, too much evidence around this guy. Yeah, I feel like, Bosch, <laughs> the writers do this to us on purpose. So that way they see if we can keep it all straight. I know. I know. Can we keep track? One step ahead of us. One step ahead of us, at least all the time. Yeah. So they get the results from the shirt back, finally, the DNA. And all this stuff with Charlie, it has Travis's saliva on it. So looks like Travis did it. He probably did send him the photo, found out he was a snitch, went, took him out, spit on him. Um, end of story. So 
that I, I found that interesting. I don't know whether I want to say interesting or frustrating that we went through all these things. But I mean, I guess that's what happens with investigations. Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, that, that, and I'm thinking about that now, that you probably can go down deep down a certain path and then it just not be right. You know, all evidence was pointing to Charlie in so many different ways, but then it can, you know, can be someone else. So I, I, when I think about that, it does, it does make sense. So, and we as the viewers are just having to, you know, go along with them for the ride and, and see how that can happen. So what else do we have to talk about with this episode? Strout. Strout. You like talking about her. Talk about Strout. I hate her too. (laughs) But you like talking about it. I have a lot of hatred. (laughs) Jeez. Uh, We we see her in her computer game chat room again. Yeah. Something about some kind of getaway. Something's going on. What else do we see from her? Oh. uh, She talks to Waylon. Yeah. And this is where they move the the, tracker. They move the tracker to the truck. Yeah. And he wants to do anything he can to help. And she's like, no, you'd be too obvious. They, They look at you right away. Yeah. But what does she tell us about her plan? Oh, oh, why are you throwing that at me? What does she tell us? Because because she doesn't really tell us anything. She right. says it's going like, to be a while. I don't remember anything. <laughs> why you got to be like that, Tracy? I'm trying to see if you're paying attention. I, it's I an, it's an important task. She's not going to do anything right away. She's going to mourn her man. I think that's a quote. Um, she wants time for that. It's taking time for that. And she's going to wait a while. But she does have a plan going. And she doesn't want Waylon to be part of it because she thinks he'd be you know looked at right away. So... We do have some more stuff with Vega and Pierce and your man, Cooper. Come on, Pierce. Why would you do this? Why would you do this? And in the break room of all places, anybody could have walked in. (laughs) But I do do have to applaud him for not telling him where the coffee stash is. Thank you for that, at least. Yeah, at least. Yeah. Because he knows. Mank has shown him before. So he he doesn't give that up. But he gives up. The complaints that his partner's been making about billets. Yeah. And uh, Cooper's like, oh, yeah, you had to say something, you know. And before you know it, Cooper calls Vega into his office and confronts her about it. And she's like, what? That's just no big deal. I've just been some personal things. I'm just kind of venting. It's really nothing, you know. And she's like not interested in all at pursuing it, filing a complaint, ever talking about it again. And, you know, he says, okay, you know. He says, okay, Jay. But she walks out the door and he opens up. The He's HR manual. That's what yeah. it is. Yeah. yeah. Section two, sexual yep. harassment. Get out yep. of here. Man, this, who did, I called Honey a snake in that uh, <laughs> in the chat room. Yeah, he we makes Honey this. look good. No, he makes Honey look like an angel. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So, you know, he's going to dig or do something and he's just a snake. Like you said, she walks right out and he doesn't give any, he doesn't honor what he said at all. Yeah. So. Then we, we do have some pretty heavy heavy stuff with the uh, Dwight Wise, Jerry, uh, Jacques Avril, confidential informants, all yeah. this going on. Because Dwight's had it. He's over it. It's like, I'm done. Can't wait anymore. Everything is shifting to other people, to other murders. It's right. never going to get solved with his son. Feel bad for son by his son. Yeah, I do too. Yeah, yeah, I really do. And he's just at his end of his rope and Jerry tries to tell him to be patient. And he's like... What about the CI? And he's like, well, it's Hoven CI. I can't really, you know, push that. And he's just, he's had it. So yeah, I do. He says he's quote, done with the waiting game. And it sounds ominous. And when I watched it for the very first time, that episode, I was like, ooh, Dwight is done. Something's going to happen, you know? So I'm just going to hold on to that thought. But I, I had that feeling. 
So we also see a meeting between Hoven and Winston, who is his CI, who's obviously walking both sides of the path. He's supposedly helping Hoven, but he's also mm-hmm. murdering people and working with Avril. <laughs> so that's very <laughs> obvious to the viewers. That. You say that so nonchalantly. Like, oh, I did? And he's murdering people and, <laughs> you know, it's just a normal everyday thing. Just trying to clarify. Trying to stay uh, calm, you know, Jay? Just trying to stay calm. Uh, so he's put, he's got to make a choice. Hoven's like, you better get me some information. You better move faster. And he's like, oh, but you you need me. And Avril is sly, you know, got to be careful. And Hoven's like, oh, I think you're sly. And I think you need me. So think about what you're saying. Yeah. Well, Winston's decision is to out Hoven to Avril. So he goes to him and says that Felix Mariama is a DA agent. You're walking into a trap trying to warn you. Then Avril says, yes, a trap that you devised. Now, do you think that Avril already knew about Hoven? Because that you could take that two ways, a trap that you devised. Like you said, you got us yeah. involved with this. Like you were setting up the trap to begin with as a CI or that you devised it as in the event, sorry, by bringing him into our group. It's a shock of real, man. You got to figure he probably has an inkling of what's going on. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and that's how I took it. Yeah. He probably doesn't trust really anyone anyway. So Mm -hmm. even if he didn't mean it in that way, well, that's like one of those comments you can say to kind of scare someone in case they are trying to do something they shouldn't. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. So we know that nothing good can come of this now because whether Avril knew before, he knows now that Hoven is DEA. So that kind of ruins all their surveillance, all their investigation there. And uh, Mike in the Bosch pit, he is saying that uh, for Winston, it probably is an everyday thing. The murder. It probably what? It is an everyday thing. Oh. Murdering. (laughs) Oh, sadly. uh, Sadly, it is. Kelly agrees that uh, Jacques Avril knows. So okay. All right. We got people yep. on the same, along the same line. Same wavelength. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, we have a few more things with the Daisy case. Harry drops isn't off the. It, isn't it so funny? We've already talked about thirty-seven major things. I know. I know. And, and now, oh, the Daisy going, case. <laughs> and it's only one episode. Like, yeah. Every time, man. Every time, it's yeah. just chock full. So yeah. It's Yeah, we're finally getting to the Daisy case after all that. So Harry drops off the laptop with Detective Klein, is his last name, and he seems less less than enthused. That's hard to say fast, less than enthused (laughs) about working on this. He's like, oh, this, this, you know, basically this is on my back burner. I ain't looking at this for a long time. And so Harry has to grease the wheels. What do you think's in the bag, Jay? I don't, I don't think it's like a like a. You think it's like whiskey or it's not I, wine. Whatever it is, I want some because it must be good. <laughs> good, it must be good. It did change his his rate of of work there. Yeah, that's, speed. there's no Boone's Farm in that. That's something good. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. So he gives him something. He says, "Oh well, yeah, maybe I'll get it in a couple of weeks." So it sort of moves up the timeline there. And. I don't, I mean, we don't talk about the books a lot, but you know, Jay, as a book reader, we see that Harry doing that kind of thing a lot in the books. Yeah, yeah. You know, he's got, he's got some sort of way with each person. He knows what will, will work. You know, you not everybody's going to want a brown bag. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. So he, he knows how to, how to get work faster when he, when he needs it. So he also meets with detective Brent Charles, who worked on the backseat butcher, serial killer, takedown investigation whatever we should call it. And 
we see some similarities. That's because Daisy got, she got thrown in the group with the backseat butcher until they realized that he was in jail that night for intoxication or whatever, the drunk tank. Mm-hmm. So that said, okay, nope, it wasn't the backseat butcher, but there are these things that otherwise tied it to him. And one of those is a like a signature calling card, the symbol that the backseat butcher would put was it, where did he put it? Just in the room? I don't think he I put think it on the victim. it was like on the wall somewhere. So, yeah, somewhere in the area. The victim, something, yeah. Yeah. On the wall somewhere. And it's that same symbol. And so he's like, I think you have a copycat, you know, on your hands. But they're like, how did this leak? Because all the members of the task force working on this case had been vetted, had passed a polygraph. So but it's got to be something, somebody. And that's what they think. So, so Harry's going to move down that path of investigation now he's looking for a copycat so a few more things after all we've talked about in this episode there's still a few more things that happen lieutenant lieutenant billets as she's getting she's ready with operation safe Mm -hmm. sidewalk she's looking for her person number two and she's hinting at officer edgewood that she would like him to do it he seems to like the idea you know and uh, she's dropping some hints you know it could be good for career path and this is what i'm looking for i think i know someone that meets those qualifications (laughs) So he's going to think about that. I think he'll probably do it. Honey, back to Honey, she agrees to endorse Chief Irving, which who thought that would ever happen? And if I were Irving, I don't even want it. You don't want her? No. Sorry about the papers. Um, Yeah, it's just, I mean, if you look back at the history of the show, who thought that would have happened? But she's she's happy to do it. We already talked about, yeah, we talked about other things I had, you know, listed down were the things about Maddie and her dad and Maddie backing out on the internship, just... So we've, we've talked about that. What, what did I miss? Anybody in the Facebook group think of something we missed? Uh, no, the only thing that they've said is Jay is by far their favorite co-host. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, it's unanimous. Screenshot, I think, Jay. I'd like a screen capture of that. I think there's 380 <laughs> comments saying the same thing one after another. It's and they all have like 100 likes. Okay, <laughs> I agree. Exactly. Yes. How, yeah. How all right. Well, get, get a screen capture of that. Go ahead. Yeah. I want to see it. I'm not denying it. I just want to see it. No, they're uh, uh, they're just talking about a bunch of different stuff, stuff that we've talked about, agreeing with us. Uh, they're even talking now, Vegas should have talked to Billets, shouldn't have complained to Pierce, talking about why this is why we need uh, more than seven seasons. There's so much to process in each episode. You know, mm-hmm. they're, they're right along with us. Yeah, yeah. Well, that leads right into the interrogation room because I was going to ask you, Jay, Yeah. what are your thoughts on Pierce telling Cooper, are you mad at Pierce? Are you mad at Vega? Are you mad at Cooper? All of them. Are you okay with what he did? I, I have some thoughts, but I want to know what your thoughts are. I, you can't really be mad at Pierce, even though I kind of want to be, because he's doing the right thing. Mm-hmm. He is doing the right thing, because if it is making her uncomfortable and there is something kind of to that, he, he can't keep quiet about it, because God forbid something does happen and he does keep his mouth shut, he's in exactly. twice trouble. Yeah, yeah, uh, I, agree. I wish, I wish maybe, I mean, I guess you couldn't have gone to Billets because that wouldn't have been appropriate, but maybe mm-hmm. someone other than Cooper, but then again, he's jumping command too, probably, so can't do that either. I mean, Mank, why couldn't he have gone to Mank, right? He helps people with their problems. <laughs> um, <laughs> he's an advisor, don't you think, Jay? I mean, it wouldn't have, it wouldn't have. Yeah, I'm going with protocol. I'm just joking, but you know, I I just, I mean, I feel bad for Pierce. He was in a bad spot. I'm kind of, I don't know that I'm mad at Vega because if you're uncomfortable, you're uncomfortable. Sure. Even if I don't agree with it. Right. 
how you feel is not how I feel. How I feel is not how you feel. So, you know, you yeah. can't really be, but I wish she maybe would have handled it. Go, go talk to Billets. Billets is yeah. an open person. Yeah. Even if you're like, listen, lady, stop touching me. Stop yeah. talking to me all the time. Yeah. Sure. She'd be like, what? But she, well, would that's the thing. She's so warm and gets right. so close to people. Well, if she's that close to people, it should be easy to talk to her. She's very open, you know, yeah. but some of my thoughts too were, yeah, it's awkward. You're like, Oh, Pierce, this is just going to create more trouble. Da, da, da. But I agree with you totally. He had to say something. I think one, the couple of things I think about is that he did tell Vega that he was going to have to say something. It's so true. it's, you know, he did, she could have done, she could have acted differently. She could have said, Hey, true. Even though she didn't like it, maybe didn't think he needed to, he told her, he put it out in the universe, he told her that he felt like this was going to make him have to say something. So she had the opportunity to go to Billets, like you said, to go to Cooper herself. I mean, she has to, I think she has to consider at that point, oh great, my partner's going to say something. Should I let him do that? Or would it be better for me to say something at this point? And you can't, I mean, you should be able to say whatever you want to your partner. Absolutely. You know, right. you, you yep. conf, you're confidants, you mentor each other, you support one another. But she had said it over and over and over. And you can't just, it's hard to just leave something like that out there. You know, it's like, are you, you know, are you going to do something about this? It keeps happening. You keep talking about it. Where's this going to go? But it, it's, it's just awkward. It's, you know, Sucks. it's hard to know exactly yeah. what to do. Yeah. But those are just a few things I thought about with it. So what's your question? My question is, so we are seven episodes in. We just talked a little while ago about how there's nine million things we're talking yeah. about. What is, what is the most stressful item for you? I mean, we have so many things. We've got Strout. We've got Kent. We've got Daisy. We've got Avril. We have even the Cooper Billets thing. I mean, mm-hmm. so many. Th- yeah. What? What, which, which one keeps you awake at night the most? Because there's just so much. Yeah, I think probably this right now, the stuff with Avril and Jerry, because it's, you know, I just worry about his safety. And now that he's fully aware that, you know, who Hoven is, whether he knew before or not, that just seems like that makes it even more dangerous of a situation. So that one's probably like stressing me out the most. I mean, the Daisy one, I feel really desperate to find out to sure. see that play out yeah. because yeah, that's such you. an emotional thing not that the stuff with our real is not emotional anytime there's you know murders and stuff it's emotional yeah. but you know she's a young girl being a mom you know it's just that really tugs at your heartstrings you know yeah. and and just thinking about how that could have all been avoided and, and you know that elizabeth is feeling that too you know as a mom that, that's how she's struggling all this time is you know what could she have done to prevent this from happening from daisy right. so that one tugs on my heart a ton and probably the one with a real uh, scares me the most about, you know, oh my gosh, what's going to happen? Heather, like that, I don't, I don't know what she's going to do. So that could be really bad as well. The unknown, like we've talked about before. And the Kent case, I mean, I feel really bad for Stan, of course, the victim, but Alicia just makes me so angry that um, <laughs> yeah. I just, I just want her to, I, I, I only stress about that is that she gets convicted. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, um, I know that's not a very concise answer, like one no, thing. No, but I'm with you. Well, I mean, I know, I get it. I get it. It's, it's kind of why I ask because I'm not yeah. sure. I'm not even sure where I fall. I feel like feel like I'm with you, but not just so much Cherry and Avril. It's kind of all those guys. Winston. Mm-hmm. And, There's a lot Owen of players. Yeah. And uh, Remy, I, like 
mm-hmm. all of the it's so kind of intertwined now right right i feel like it could go bad for any or all of mm-hmm. them and it could go bad in a big way i mean there right. could just be a right. like a tumbleweed domino effect you know right. from it all yeah there's a, there's a lot of players there a lot of stuff going on um okay anybody have uh, interrogation room questions in the chat area uh, no, but to be fair, they're they're talking about uh, uh, talking about loving Mank and oh, yeah. dark and spooky and, <laughs> for uh, sure. A lot of snakes in the grass with the bad characters. That's from Mike. He's definitely correct. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. And I and I did tell them to be ready to uh, have their person of the episode. Their person. Oh, of nice episode. person of interest. I did yep. warn them for that one, and I Good did deal. warn them. And I should warn you too. I told them if they had some trivia for us. All right. Ready to, okay. So who knows right. what comes with that? <laughs> I always take notes for trivia and then I don't bring them upstairs to do the podcast. So <laughs> that is really not helpful. I think of all these things I wrote down, but I can't remember them because they're in the other room. Way to go. Way to go. So maybe I'm just making excuses already yeah. for losing. But all right. Person of interest. Do you want to go first? Do you want me to go first? I have a. I have a person of interest that probably shouldn't be the choice for this, but I, I'm going to do it anyway. Uh, Sounds mine, like you. Mine is Chief Irving. Mine okay. is Chief Irving. We yeah. don't get a ton of Chief Irving in this episode, mm-hmm. but I'm doing it strictly because of the tape. Okay. Because yeah. two parts. Number one, we see kind of something he had to do that was uh, a little mm-hmm. bit uh, back in the day. Mm-hmm. But then I have to wonder now, too, if this tape gets out, what happens to him? Like, right. that's a big deal. Yeah, um, yeah. And and is this going to be like another thing where it winds its way up into the shredder? You know? <laughs> yeah. The infamous so, shredder. So I, even though he's not in here a bunch, I'm, I'm left thinking about him. Right. That's okay. hanging out there for sure. Yeah. yeah. It that's a me. loose thread. That's a good one. I went with uh, Winston uh, probably because... I mean, he had a decision to make. He was kind of yeah. forced into a corner. And I just start thinking about what if he had chosen to go with Hoven? Now, then again, we, are, we know that he already murdered. I think he was the one that shot Arius. But not that it doesn't matter. He shot someone and killed someone. So I don't know how much they could have helped him. But he still had an opportunity to do some good, you know, if he yeah. chose Hoven's side. But, you know, he chose to warn Avril. And that's going to, that's just a pivotal part of the story now things are gonna start hitting the fan i mean yeah. it's just you, you can't keep going down the same path anymore stuff has changed so that's plus umbrella's where the money's at you know good that's, point that's good right. point yeah that's right. mm-hmm. yeah and that's what so much of this is about to begin with is the money you're right good point but yeah that that's gonna that really puts a dent in things in a big way so all sure. right who else has one out there person of interest let me see what I got. Let me see what I got. Dun, dun, dun. Mm, 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 mm. I wonder if Kelly's choosing Mank with that comment. Uh, oh, sister man. says she's with you. Okay. And wants to know if she thinks uh, Abril's going to kill him. Mm. Maybe because of that comment. Possibility. I don't know. Wouldn't put it past him. Yeah, I don't know. Okay. Charlie Dax from Mike. Okay. Uh, letting Bosch and Edgar into his house without an issue, plus cute kids enjoying the presence there, knocking on the window. As little yes. That's kind of telling, you. isn't it? Yeah. 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 I, I, I thought about that too. Thanks for bringing that up, Mike, because I was like, he doesn't seem like such a bad guy. Yeah, I mean, he's been involved with stuff, but right. it, it really made you stop and think, you yeah. know. 
So I, I definitely noticed that as well. All right. Well, if you see some more, let me know as we move forward with our All evidence right. locker. Let's do it. I mean, the, the cassette tape, we don't know what they're going to do with it. And, right. But it's, you know, it's evidence of something. We see a little bit about Heather's plan. You know, she, we know that she's still cooking up something on the, the game board there, messaging something about needing how fast will she need to get away and stuff. The Craver stuff is solved. So we had a lot of evidence in this episode Correct. about that, but we did come to a conclusion. Correct. Uh, we've got the matching symbol, like signature, killer signature for Daisy. Yeah. Matches the backseat butcher, but yet he couldn't have been the one for her because he was in jail. Think of anything else? Anybody else think of something? I think that was it, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because the other stuff was about like Rogers. And... Yeah, we'll probably think of something later. We usually yeah, do, that's but, <laughs> but that's all I can think of right. right now. All right, so for our tip line, uh, we did receive some from Mike, and we received some from Sister Teacher. So you check out the comments there while I'm pulling these up. And they're, okay. they're still saying I'm the favorite. Sorry. Oh, okay. That's no. continuous. Right. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm sorry. All right. <laughs> From Mike. For season six, episode seven, Hard Feelings. Yes, the title of the episode is Hard Feelings. And boy, does Melissa Rogers have some feelings towards Chief Irving. Besides her dad being exiled to Pacific Division and on the late show, which she believes was the final straw for her parents' marriage. Not knowing that Ryan Rogers actually volunteered for it. Yep, good point. The favorite part for me was the speech from Sergeant Mank, giving Rogers the proper send-off. Starting it off light with the joke about Rogers having something else in common with Robert Redford. He was born and raised in San Fernando Valley back when it was still orange groves and lemon trees and woolly mammoths roamed the earth, that kind of thing. Then ending it with Rogers always, always, always having the back of his fellow officers. That def- definitely um, was an emotional moment. It's all these heartfelt moments that really put this show on a different platform and sets it apart from other drama cop shows. As fans, we care about all these characters and what happens with each and every one of them. I totally agree. Everything starts falling into place with the evidence in each of the cases that Bosch and Edgar are working. I really enjoy the slow grind of each episode of each season. Yeah. We work for it. We work for it. Yeah. I mean, cases aren't solved quickly in real life and they, they try to have that authenticity in the show as well. Right. So thank you so much for that, Mike. A lot of good comments there. All right. Let's see what we have from at sister teacher. All right. Good evening. Here are my thoughts for the episode. Episode seven. Harry seems much calmer with chief Irving. Now, what did Reese want to tell Harry? I bet it was something about the affair and the shooting. They probably set it up. You know, she was starting to say something there when they were talking about her career and she's like, never mind. Yeah. Hmm. Despite how they feel about honey, she is a lady and carries herself as such. The men need to know, need to always be gentlemen, like standing up. They didn't stand up when she came in the room. So I don't know if there's a different code with cops and attorneys, but all right. I did not like them treating her like something other than a lady. Honey endorsing Chief Irving shows she is a player and knows how to play politics. No permanent enemies. She is a diplomat. That's a very good point. I wonder what Heather Stroud is planning. She's scaring me. Jay is scared as well, sister teacher. Mm-hmm. I think her brother-in-law is not as devious as her. His children greeted Harry and Jerry when they went to the house and left. We just talked about that. Very true. Mrs. Kent is an actress on camera as well as real life. She is maintaining her composure while telling a bold face lie. Unless she is so deceitful and believes her own lies. <laughs> Pierce knew he started something when he said he what he said to the captain. Vega told... 
Vega told him to let it go. She won't tell him anything else once she finds out he said something. I mean, that could put an end to that, right? Um, but it could really, you know, could hurt their partnership. The CI is trying to do what exactly? He is telling on himself and going to be killed. Avril is so sneaky. True story. Yeah. So, yep. CI Winston had to make a decision there. He's, he is telling on himself, but he has to kind of show, try to choose loyalty for one or the other. I think he, you know, is trying to show loyalty to everyone. I'm getting ready to call Bosch and tell mm-hmm. him that Sister Teacher is a fan of Honey Chandler. Oh, yeah, right. I'm going to rat her out. Because she is a fan of etiquette, Jay. No. Let's make that no, clear. No, don't. Why are you always sticking up for everybody, okay? I heard it. I heard it's exactly my job. what she said. It's my job. I have to counter you. <laughs> what fun would it be if I agreed with you all the time? I, I would like it. <laughs> but what fun would that be? All right. Thank you both so much for the feedback there. You said we might have some trivia, Jay. Oh, let What's me tell happening? them. I didn't. I didn't warn them. I didn't warn them. It was time. time I do. I do have some from listener Joe, so I could hit you up with one of those too. Yeah, go, go ahead because I, right. I, I had some for you just in case. Ooh, I, I like this one. Yeah, okay. I like this one. At Dwight Wise's house, what yes. are the banners on the wall? Oh, I his... know these. I know these because <laughs> it was one of my questions that I had written. Oh, okay. On the back wall is the Raiders. On the right wall are the Clippers and the Dodgers. Okay. Maybe he didn't see the Raiders because he says the Clippers and the Dodgers. So uh, Raiders back wall, the other two were on the, on the one. Okay. So he's talking about that wall. Okay. Should I give you another one? Go ahead. Go ahead. Barrel is at right. the bar to yes. get the DNA from Dax. What is he doing what is, while he's waiting at the table? Oh, dear Lord. And what is he drinking? He's doing something and he's drinking something. That's a good question. I like it. That's a really good question because it should probably be something easy that I know right <laughs> off the top of my head, and I do not know either. Yeah, we were so focused on him getting their yeah. something for their DNA. What the, heck, what the heck was he doing? Okay, he was doing a crossword puzzle. Oh, I was going to guess that. <laughs> Dang it. <laughs> and he was drinking Diet Coke. I would not have said Diet Coke. Okay, all right. <sighs> oh, Do you Mike's, have any? Mike's got one for you. Okay. What's the name of the bar? Uh, for uh, Roger's send-off. What was the name Bordner's, of that? I think. That's my answer. But <laughs> Well, I'll find out if you're right in a second. I'm not okay. <laughs> I feel like that's the right answer. But I, thought sure. that's, I thought they showed the sign before they switched into him doing the toast outside. I wonder if anyone knows. Uh, do you know the badge number for Captain Cooper? I do not. <sighs> Shameful. You need to know that to send in your complaint about what it. That's true. Is. That's true. I would need that information. Do you know it, Jay? Did you I write do it know. down? I do know what it is, but I'm not going to say it yet. So that way, those that are watching online, maybe okay. they know. All right. How about Manx badge number? Do you know Manx badge number? I, I don't know badge numbers. I don't. Come know on, numbers. Tracy. You're you're off the team. <laughs> you're off the team. Was I ever on the team, Jay? Come on. Was I ever on the trivia team? You're the numbers guy. All right, Phone fine, numbers, fine. All badge right, so numbers, how about this? addresses. How about this? I'll give you another one. I'll give you another one. Barrel, uh, I think it's after he listens to the tape, he goes to, I don't know if it was an internal LAPD website or like the normal one, and he mm-hmm. searches for uh, mm-hmm. Franks. Do you remember that? Yeah. On that page, there was a, like a fact section, and it, and it asks some questions that you could click on while you're visiting that site. What is the first question asked on that site? 
Come on, it was right there, front and center on your screen, Tracy. Come on. What was asked? How do I apply for the police academy? Oh, you're so close. So I mean, close? You're, you're around like the, the right line. <laughs> it was actually, how do I become a SWAT officer? A SWAT officer. Okay. SWAT okay. Officer. Well, in, in, the, in the room, in the, in the, you know, in the yeah. area. And um, uh, Cooper's badge number is 22, by the way. 22? Yeah. I thought they had like five number badges. Um, four is the typical one. Like oh. Banks is six four three seven. But Cooper, he's been there a while, obviously. So oh, he's, he's okay. Got an early captain's badge twenty two. Okay, this is a good one. You you yeah. probably I, th I think you'll get this one. I think I would have gotten this one too. No pressure. Except I'm the one reading it. When Edgar and Bosch are at Dax's house, Edgar asks if he has ever bought a burner phone. What is his reply? What is Charlie's reply? I know he says yes, but I don't remember how he says yes. Well, he describes the burner phone a different way. Like, burner phone has a negative connotation. He's like, oh, yes. Oh, like do you a mean prepaid phone or something? A legal prepaid phone. Yeah, yeah. that's Yes. It, that's it. Do you mean I bought a legal prepaid phone? Yeah, that's a good one. All right. Do we have any more or should we? Uh... No, I think that's it. Okay. All righty. It's good stuff. Yeah. Did we ever decide who the heck we're what interview we're putting in this one because we should probably tease that dewan johnson a great friend of the podcast he's always fun i like it i like, I like it, it too Jeez. we have a lot of great interviews coming i think we should comment on that oh lord wow. what a, what, they're an amazing cast very generous yes with their time. very generous and have so much to share and say and they're happy to give details and talk about things so um, a lot of good stuff yeah. coming and and before we wrap up, uh, mm -hmm. thank you, uh, Bosch Pit. That was very cool yes. of you to allow us to uh, do this little pop Appreciate in there it. and, and uh, do this live to see how it went. And, and true story, this, and I don't know if it's because it's just two of us this time. By the way, Pete is, I forget what he had to do tonight, but he couldn't be here. And then Carter, he's a busy guy too. He couldn't fill in. So it was just the two of us. Sorry you got stuck with just the two of us. Just us. But thanks for allowing us to do this. We, we yeah. actually had like no retakes we didn't have to redo something six times and we didn't stutter too terribly much or so maybe we need to do them live all the time i know we I did kind like of step up our game a little bit as far as the the right. points where i go wait right. stop we're gonna have to stop uh, here i'll right. edit this out we didn't yeah. say that once yeah so. yeah it's kind of weird yeah what the heck's going it's on the, here yeah so it's the performance aspect we got to up our game is it's live it you know don't want to let anybody down so yeah this All was right. fun good deal appreciate it stay on for the interview with dewan johnson i just know you'll enjoy it great guy so we will be back to talk about episode eight next and that's it for tonight see you see you hey this is dewan and i play pierce protecting and serving what are we talking about today Everything, everything. You? No, that's just Talking crazy. about you, man. Well, I'm all yours. I don't know what okay. I can tell you. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, you know, I just want to say, as we kick off this podcast, we're talking about it. I love all the information, but Jay, I'm so happy we're talking again. I didn't think you would ever talk to me again after the last podcast, and you found out <laughs> about my sour cream thing. Yeah. Like, oh, well, yeah. You, know, you have I, a good memory, Dewan. I did, and I thought for sure that I would <laughs> never be allowed on the podcast again. I thought that was going to be a deal breaker but it no, did, but we're it's still not. here we're i love still it. here thank you for all right being jay here. what's something pierce you think has learned from vega 
Oh, you know, I think one of the things that Pierce has learned from all of his partners, because I probably have had the most partners on the uh, in the series, right? Uh, so uh, it's it's going to be a running joke if I don't make it. If this one, we make it out of it, just alive, right? Because I'm, I'm either changing partners or my partners die. But one of the big things I think Pierce has learned from Vega is, again, I think it's the the unit. But one sure. of the things that we definitely have learned is is the bond, like the bond and to trust your partner yeah. and, mm-hmm. and, and that even if that your partner is just, you know, saying some stuff to you, like really make a, a, a conscious decision about like what you're going to do with that information. Okay. okay. Like it. Which camp are you in with the whole password thing? You, Dewan. Vega says, no way. Pierce is like, of course. So. Yes, Dewan. <laughs> oh, you're, yeah, yes for Dewan. Okay, okay. Why not? Come on. If yeah. Vegas says no, then I'm going to say yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's the kind of guy he is. <laughs> I have to tell you, like, I think one of the things we're, we're, we're getting ready to enter season seven of this. And one of the cool things that starts to happen is I feel that when the writers and the producers uh, are on set, they're kind of watching us as well. And it's kind mm-hmm. of, it becomes this awesome, seamless line between like Dwan and Pierce. And I feel like they're writing so amazingly for the characters in the book, but they're also meshing really well with who I okay. am personally. Yeah. Um, and I, I think Pierce is just an extension. I've said this over the years. It's, yeah, just, a, yeah. it's just an extension of, of Dewan. Awesome. Well, since Dewan and Pierce are one and the same, uh, do you think Pierce has any aspirations to maybe get into command one day? Absolutely. Absolutely. I think that it is highly on his mind this year, <laughs> this season. And But here's what I will say. I think... I think Pierce definitely wants to keep moving up the chain. Um, and uh, But I think it goes back to my heart center. It goes back to who I am as a person. And it is, I, I have a hard time wanting to railroad people to get there. Right, right. Yeah. But, but do I? <laughs> okay. That's the follow-up oh. question, right. That was but a pretty I? bold answer. There was no hesitation, so. Let me just back up a second, because what you said was that was a, that was a bold answer. I said it so quickly. You oh, know, yeah. again, again, what I like to um, say is Pearson Dewan, Pearson Dewan. And I've been with this character for the last six years, right? right. Mm-hmm. One of the things that I always go back to is when I start the season off, and when we get our first scripts, and um, so I think about where Pierce has been and where uh-huh. I want to go this year right and one of the things that i hold dominant for peers is back i said it in like season one or two i think when i said uh in the alley with 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 titus with bosch i said i don't have anybody covering my six you know i don't have Mm -hmm. a dad who's right basically so that i still want to move but i still have to take care of myself too do you know what i mean and so for me um i said that and then i said uh i think in season four i said protect and serve that's not just a saying to me Right. right. And so these are things that like I, I believe really shape who Pierce is. Right. And yeah. so when we talk about a question here, the reason that can come so quickly is because that's where it's feeding from. I know like okay. I know I know he wants to move in. And I also know that like this is real for me. This isn't like I'm a by the book guy, but I also want, I have aspirations to be up there. So okay. That's definitely why that was so bold and quick. Cause I, okay, that, I love, cool. yeah. Now, what I, about what about Dewan? What would you say in the entertainment industry, in the film industry, television industry? Would you like to move up in command some way? What would you consider that moving yeah. up to command in, in your industry? Uh, great question. You know, I mean, I'm not gonna lie. It, I think Pierce should have his own spinoff. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we're down with that. You we're know, I'm. That. 
I'm not going to lie there. I think that is definitely something I think should, if you're talking about moving up. I um, think he's worthy of it, for sure. I, it's, um, or, you know, I think we could definitely do a fun, a fun show. You know, I have to say this, that you guys see on social media that we are such a good cast with each other and it really is and i i have a love fest with um with titus such a love hate with um because you you guys see him getting on me a lot right yeah, on social yeah. Media yeah. And stuff. yeah. and he does the exact same thing yeah, on we set. Heard. but I, I would tell you this he sends me the nicest letters like the nicest you know emails yeah and stuff and text and He's the sweetest, sweetest guy. And I'm getting somewhere with the story, but he's the sweetest, sweetest guy. And, you know, when I'm on set, I, I said something to the effect of this. I'm going to spin on, you know, because he'll, he'll be like, you know, you know what the name of the show is, Duan? I'm like, what? He's like, not ears. <laughs> oh, man. He's like, it seems like it's not Pierce. And I'm like, well, I'm going to get a spin off and I'm going to do a spin off. And, and he's like, you're going to hire me too. And I'm like, you're right. And so, you know, it's not too far fetched because I, you are the man, and I think that's where I want to go. Cool, for cool. I like that. See, I thought that was a fun story. That is. To like that tell, yes. Wrapped up in your Yeah, answer. and when we talked to him last season, he did talk about how he and, and Paul at the time, too, would rib you a lot and needle you and stuff. So yeah. much. <laughs> yeah. So much. But <laughs> he, he, he fessed up to it. Yeah, but Paul, like, oh, gosh. My, I know. My heart. I know. Still the same way. <laughs> Well, tell us about your podcast. You have a podcast. I do have a podcast. Um, it's called the Think Bigger Actors Podcast, mm-hmm. and it's it's a part of my um, a part of my uh, I have a uh, a, a side side hustle, if you will, kind mm-hmm. of. I don't want to call it a side hustle. One of the things that I uh, because it's a little bit more than that. One of the things that I wanted to really do when I got out there because so many people ask, can I take them, can they take me to lunch or can they, you know, have coffee with me? Um, and so starting um, my side business, I wanted to work with actors to help them come up, to help them actualize their dreams. And so this is a part of that. This is like an offshoot of that where I really wanted to step into the fun of like just interviewing people like this. I enjoy it a lot. And so my podcast is also about the mindset that you need to have, you know, to, to step into the better positions, better acting roles um, in, in, a, in, in Hollywood or wherever you are. Yeah. But I'll tell you the thing on it is this. One of the things that I started doing when I was working a lot on Bosch was I really just started to take a step back and look at the people who were um, ahead of me, what mm-hmm. they were doing. How were right. they working more? What was their thought process? You know, and one of the things that I saw, don't, don't, don't let Titus hear this. I don't want him to, I don't want him to think I like him. But one of the things that I really started to see was that when they were not working, let's say on Bosch or whatever, they were, they were making other things happen for themselves. They weren't waiting for things to happen to them. So mm-hmm. they're out there, you know, Jamie's directing, uh, writing, you know, uh, Titus is always doing audio, you know, like just yeah. all the, He's getting asked to do so much instead of just sitting and waiting. And so I wanted to have those conversations. People would not know that if you have those conversations because I have access with other actors and creators and producers. I want to have this conversation so that I can help anybody who's it's it's our job. I don't I don't know if you feel that way, Jay and, and Tracy, but it's our job to send the elevator back down. It is really right. my job always to send the elevator 100%. back down. I yeah. I was going to say, it say, oh, sounds like a great way to give back. Yeah. You're giving back, but I imagine you get a lot from it I as do. well. I mean, it's a win-win. It is. And I really want to give back because you don't know, like, I didn't get here. People helped me. 
<laughs> people wanted to interview me and talk to me and you get out there. And so I want to make sure that I can talk to other people and send that elevator back down. Very good. Yeah. We'll have now, to check it out. Now, I don't think I'm going to make it as an actor, but it still sounds No, very wait a second. No, <laughs> no. I, here's my bone. You ready? Here's my bone. Uh -oh. Okay. Hey, man. Uh -oh. Let's go. We keep bringing you on this podcast. Let me check my email. I don't see an invite to be on yours. Hold on, let me check my text message. So, no, where's my phone? I don't. Where's I, my? I must. My assistant. My assistant oh. is just. <laughs> <laughs> so, so here's the thing, right? And obviously, you got it. Probably got lost in the mail. Let's just be uh, honest. Happy, right. The happy. email yeah. spam. Yeah, it happens. Right pandemic right. but remember it just launched and i am learning my way and you don't like you know i'm learning my way around and i'm only doing it an abridged first season you know what i mean i'm gonna uh -huh. shoot it yeah yeah getting started you know, yeah getting okay. started because i think as you awesome people know who do this podcast it's a lot of work <laughs> <laughs> i didn't know there's, it was, there's some work to it sure yeah. some editing you know? and stuff like yeah. that i had no idea i had no i, I thought i was going to just show up Ask questions and give it away. Nope. <laughs> so here's a question for you. Yeah. I, I thought about you in September okay. when we our family made a trip to LA. So we visited some of the sites and we went to Angel's Flight. Uh -huh. And so I'm looking over at the yard, the, the fenced in area mm -hmm. and the grass and the trees. And I'm I'm you're trying to think and locate where was Pierce. You know, this is where he was, you know, and that's cool to a fan, you mm -hmm. know. Do you ever drive around LA and see places that you filmed and do you think about what you filmed there or, or do you just pass on by? No, I never pass on by. I never pass on by. I always stop and think about it's like it's such a happy moment. We've we've done what you know when you used to read those articles back in the day uh, about sex in the city and mm -hmm. they all all used to say how new york became this character inside of right. this yeah this show i think i think michael and dan and you know peter all of them they've they've done this so well with this show and so anytime i'm around especially like echo park or or this scene so you guys saw the first you saw the first episode um mm -hmm. yeah was such a full circle moment for oh me. yeah emotional full circle moment that yeah. i was very emotional i was in tears kind of sure. about because i uh, pierce and the pilot was in uniform at the hollywood right. sign and then this first episode which is i can say because you know definitely one it's out but two <laughs> i took pictures of it and so those moments we have them yeah. all over the city we have them all over just just, just doing it and so i'm i am i'm I am touched by it all the time. Very cool. Very cool. All right. Well, we have something a little silly, of course, as if we're it. not silly enough. But um, <laughs> we're uh, doing a little bit of a contest this year. So we're Ooh. actually keeping score among you and your castmates or directors, you know, so forth that we might speak Every to. year this is rigged. <laughs> I never win. <laughs> There's a reason for I that. I mean, <laughs> you guys heard it here value, right? No, I don't think this could really be rigged, but we'll see. We'll see what you think. So there's three categories and we're basically going to ask you how many times does this happen in season six? Okay. So Jay, kick off the first one. We're going to see who gets the closest by the end of the season and all our interviews we're going to see who gets the closest well that's not fair because the other ones have seen it they've seen so much of this already okay i'm ready i don't know if they have uh, i don't know i don't know that they've yeah. seen it either plus i don't think anyone is expecting this so yeah okay. or looking for these yeah question Sorry. number one question number one in season six of Bosch: how many times 
Will someone mention something about J. Edgar's clothing? Oh, I see what you're saying, right? <laughs> Four times. Four times. That sounded very definitive. That's I like a lot that. of confidence there. Yeah. I like it. Well, okay. I'm not calling anybody out, but I read the scripts. <laughs> <laughs> I think he takes notes too. I think okay. All right. We got a formidable opponent here. All right. Well let's let's keep it up. Number two, we all know that Chief Irving says bosh a lot. You know, and he mm-hmm. says it sort of sometimes with disdain, sometimes he's even mad or just exasperated under his breath. So that just that bosh. Not not talking to someone about bosh, but just that where he declares or mm-hmm. exclaims bosh. How many times does that happen in season six? Two. Wow, that was quick. All right. I feel like he's. I doing, like the confidence. Right now, I don't. The confidence scares me. Like, should we? Is it scaring you? Playing? It Maybe we should just Jay? let him win now. Yeah, I don't. I don't, I don't <laughs> like it. All I right. Told, I was told at a very young age just say things with confidence. <laughs> okay. Good advice. Good, good advice. Plan. It it suits you well. It's a good look. All right, All right. Jay. Last one. How many times in season six? Will Coltrane make an appearance on screen? Mm. Do you want to go by episodes or times we actually see the dog? Time he shows Scenes. up on a scene throughout. Oh. Yep. I'm going to say between three and four. You, got, you, guys <laughs> you want me to write 3.5? What, what do you want me to write? <laughs> We're only going to see his tail wagging in one scene, apparently. Three and a half. Uh, I'm going to say, I'm going to actually change it. I'll amend it to to just three. Just three? Okay. All right. right. Now, why did that one, you weren't as confident about that one. What's going on there? Because I know when people are kind of around and doing things, but then I just had to think of myself, when was the the dog there? Okay. Okay. You know? All right. uh, and I have to be honest with you guys, the hard part of this this awesomeness is like it starts to meld after sure. a while. Yeah. Right. And so I was thinking, was that season five? Yeah. And so and not in a bad way. Right. Just like, well, just, yeah. You know, just, no, I, we get that. We, we get that for sure. Yeah. yeah. So much story. So. It's so much good story there, huh? Yes. Indeed. Excellent. Excellent. All right. Well, I think that's what that's we right. have for you. Hopefully we didn't torture you too much. Maybe just a little, but... <laughs> Yeah. Just kidding. <laughs> are we are we gonna have a are, have we given up on the campaign with you know uh, what do you call it petition to bring back my merch? You know, I didn't want to uh, oversaturate yeah, I get social media <laughs> with it, but I mean Sharon will will drive that campaign mm-hmm. forever. So yeah. it's definitely still out yeah. there. Another uh regular fan or super fan that we hear a lot from on social media, Dan, he's like, no, it was time to go. So there, there's still some strong. I love how, how strong it. I didn't yeah, think it, it has not really it. died down. Isn't it amazing like, the yeah. emotion behind such a small thing? Such like, a small thing that when it, you know, I was, it's, I am really fortunate to have that because it's. <laughs> it, we need it, to go back and see who wrote that episode where the Merce word was introduced when J. Edgar calls it a Merce in, in season three. I yes. wonder who, who wrote that line. You know. Yeah, I don't know who wrote it, but I know who came up with it. L. Oh, Johnson. Oh, yeah, okay. L. came up with it. Nice. And it is, it, yeah, if you, saw, I don't know if you saw this, but I kind of tweeted this about a week ago or two. L, please put me in one of your next yeah, movies yeah. with something so, so iconic. So your next series is so iconic that I do remember this. Sure. You know, because, um, but, it, but like, I've said this before on here that it, it was something that was really, that came from uh, uh, honest, like, you know, people at a, at a precinct. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And okay. So, it's it's not like oh we just decided to put a merce they have you know it was pulled from from some thread of reality reality. yeah yeah very cool 
Well, we're fans of the merch, so I mean, so yeah. we're, you know, we've got, have we given up a yeah. little? We probably, probably. should, right? Let's, uh, <laughs> but, but we're still fans, still fans of the merch, but bigger fans he'll, of Pierce and Duane. He'll bring it back when he makes it up to Chief. When in his spinoff, when he yeah, there you go. Those command aspirations. Right. Everyone will be issued a merch. I love it. I love it. It'll be so great. And I will just say this. I will say this, and I'll leave it just as we start to sign off on this. That you may or may not have seen the last of the merch. Dun, dun, dun. Oh, oh, I love that. <laughs> I love we that. Have to, I'll That's just leave it there. Oh yeah, good stuff. Love it. All right, it. boy, the wheels are turning now. <laughs> Thank you, guys. Thanks, Duane. You're awesome. Thank you so um, much you for always making time yeah, for us. We appreciate it. It's always, always. fun, too. All, it, good worked, guy. it worked out with my homeschooling. <laughs> okay. I'm there right. with you. I right. know about that. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. And so. it's, it's a challenge. So, yeah. Awesome. Good well, thank for you. you guys. All right. Thank you guys so much for having Thanks, me. Duane. Thank you, guys. I appreciate you <laughs> thank all you. so much. And thank you for being such fans of the show. Of course. Take care. Bye. Thanks, everybody. All right.